I try to make the readers feel they've lived the events of the book. Just as you grieve if a friend is killed, you should grieve if a fictional character is killed. You should care. If somebody dies and you just go get more popcorn, it's a superficial experience, isn't it? George R.R. R. Martin. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Leasis, and I am highly entertained that that particular quote comes from George R. R. Martin because I feel like he kills characters so frequently that I no longer invest in the characters, which is exactly what he's preaching against in that quote. But we like the content, so we're sharing it with you today. And that is the topic that we're going to be covering today. We've talked in the past about killing characters, how to kill characters, but this one we're going to be talking about how to, within a story, kill your main character or main characters. The question comes from Michaela. Thank you. She actually provided more than one fantastic question, and this is the first one from her that we're covering this month. There are other characters that are very common deaths within a story. The mentor character is most likely going to die or some other way be disabled, so they can't be the ones to defeat the bad guy. The romantic interest definitely should die if it were, you know, up to me. I kind of disagree, but it would be a very tragic death to have within a story. But when it comes to the main character, the hero of your story, there are fairly specific rules, guidelines for when to kill those characters. We have five rules that we want to bring forth to you today. And then we have a list of don't do this because these are bad ideas at the end of the episode. So our first thing we wanted to talk about is make sure your main character dies at the end. To be the main character, they have to be present for the majority of the book. And I'm not just talking 51%. I'm talking like 99% of the book, they are there. They are part of the solution to the problem. And usually it's during that solution that they die. This next one, I feel like not enough people pay attention to. Authors especially get so caught up in the idea that now I have to kill my main character to get this emotional response from my reader that they forget that the death of the main character should mean something. It should accomplish something. There is a purpose behind it, whether it is the solution to the problem or a sacrifice or something that gives a meaning behind the death. So that as the readers, we look at this and think there is that little piece of hope that at least they did something good on the way out. Are you caught up on the TV show Supernatural? I am not, but I am aware enough to know that this show had to kill some main characters in order for it to actually stop. So I feel okay giving spoilers. So if you want to skip forward 30 seconds, feel free. In the final episode of this 15 season run, they conquer God in the final episode. And then one of the characters who's been the fighter the whole time gets impaled and dies in like a standard vampire fight. They killed him off more or less just to kill him off. So he survived the fight with God to die by vampires. It was lame. It was unsatisfactory. I don't know of anyone who liked how he died. Yeah, no, that's not okay. (laughs) Because it didn't mean anything to the story. It was just... Him going out like any other hunter would have gone out. 
for the legends that were created around the Winchester brothers going out like any other hunter almost feels like a villain's death. Because you look at Harry Potter and Voldemort's death within the books, this character who had striven for so long to conquer mortality, to be immortal. It was so well crafted in the books that he died a very mundane death. And that's the villain's death. A death like anybody else, especially if they have those immortality pursuits. But somebody like Dean Winchester needs to go out in a glorious fashion. Along the same note of making sure that the death means something, especially if your main character is choosing the death, make sure it's the only option the main character has. This is the issue that I see most often with uh, especially new and aspiring authors who are killing the main character to be dramatic at the finale. If it's a choice by the character, it has to be the only choice to defeat the villain. The third thing, kind of the third rule or guideline, is that the character should be missing out on something bigger. They should have some form of uncompleted arc or unfulfilled wish that makes that death just a little more poignant. On the flip side to that, it doesn't necessarily have to be their own unfulfilled wish, but they are dying so that someone else can live. They're dying in someone else's stead. So they are missing out on spending a life with their true love because if they survive, then the true love would die. Them missing out on that makes the death emotional. Next is that you want to make sure the payoff is something the readers can live with. Just like the death needs to mean something, there needs to be some sort of meaning for the reader. Because your reader is getting emotionally invested in this character. To feel like that character died in vain or died for no purpose is like a betrayal. I've mentioned at the beginning of this episode and during several others, I don't like how George R. R. Martin kills so many of his characters because I don't want to emotionally invest in the characters. So if you do it too much, you go too far, then the character's death is more or less in vain. And the final rule we want you to keep in mind as you're killing your main character is make sure the rest of your other characters react. This not only gives your readers someone to emotionally align themselves with, and therefore they will feel the impact of the death more, but it actually avoids a pitfall that can come especially in the specfic world, and that's reviving. Having those other characters react to the death and taking your time in writing the post-death moments will help your readers believe that the character is dead. And definitely wrapping it up in a way that fulfills that knowledge of this character is dead for good. Now we've talked about things that you should do when killing a main character. There are some major obstacles to also avoid. It is entirely too easy to kill a main character and have it mean nothing. Killing your main character incorrectly can destroy the enjoyment of a book. One of the mistakes that I see people make fairly frequently is when they die to save the world. They're dying to save everyone. That isn't nearly as emotional as dying so that their dog can survive. Dying to save everyone is such a vague idea because there's probably some people in the world that that character's like, mm, do I want to save them? Do I really? 
So to make that emotional connection to one person or to a close friend, those emotional connections make the death mean something. And it brings it back to that that one person can be that reason, that meaning behind their death. Another thing that's fairly tempting to do is to draw out the death, especially the passing from alive to dead. It feels like the more time you spend on it, the more dramatic it would be and the more impactful it would be. But it's actually, in my experience, the opposite. When all of a sudden your character and your readers are surprised, wait, this character is dead? I will counter this a little bit. If you are doing it in a comedy and for a comedic value, then it's a little different because then I look to the complete works of Shakespeare abridged. And I believe it's the scene where Juliet dies and she goes out so dramatically and it is drawn out so long, but it's beautiful in the comedy of it. So if you do this kind of thing where you do draw out that death and it becomes this big dramatic thing, be warned that you're bordering something that actually a lot of readers will view as comedic rather than dramatic. Another thing I'm going to warn against, don't write it in first person. Because the concept behind first person is your narrator is writing down the events after they happened. If you have that first person tale and they are writing past tense about the story of their death, there is that consistent piece within the reader's mind that, well, they're telling me the story, so they're not actually dead, so this death doesn't mean anything. Third person is going to be a much easier way to tell the story if you're killing your main character. The biggest thing you need to avoid doing if you're going to kill your main characters is to ignore the trauma that gets dealt to the survivors. Their sidekicks, their supporting cast, the love interest, the mentor, whatever is left. They will have to be dealing with major trauma from losing the hero. Going back to everyday life as if the main character didn't die makes it really unsatisfying of a death. Imagine if Frodo had fallen into the volcanic pit of Mount Doom and Sam had just returned to his normal life and built a normal life with Rosie and had the kids and been just fine. You would never have looked at that and said that's plausible because Sam was there to the death for Frodo. So there are a lot of things to consider when killing your main character. I definitely encourage you to at least experiment with it, especially if you're writing an emotional tale, you're writing something a little more technical with a how people die kind of thing. And it's always good to remember that your main character doesn't have to survive. Even if you do want to build a series, there's another character that can become the main character later in the series. Having the mentality that the main character could possibly die helps put a chink in that plot armor that so many main characters have. It's a good thing to explore and I think it would be a lot of fun to try it out to see if there's a way that you can kill your main character and have the story still be satisfying. But only if you write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 